0: Hey, hello, welcome to the Women in Big Data Brussels podcast, where we talk about big data topics with diversity and inclusiveness in mind. We do this to inspire you and to connect, engage, grow, and champion the success of Women in Big Data. The aim of this podcast is to reveal to you what you can do with big data, how organizations and societies use it, and the potential of big data to create a better future for everyone. In this first episode, we kick off with Virginia Dignam, Professor Responsible Artificial Intelligence and Valerisa Pico, Managing Partner at Valkuren. The topic is Responsible AI. What is Responsible AI? And why is it important? What is the role of diversity and inclusion in achieving Responsible AI? What can you do to ensure the positive use of AI? Meaning, contributing to human and environmental well-being. And we talk about the future of Responsible AI. How will it look like? My name is Desiree Timmans, director at the Virtual Data Innovation Summit and your podcast host. Let's start. Welcome, Virginia, Valerie, to this podcast about responsible AI. And maybe we can start with that you shortly introduce yourself. So, Virginia, if you can start.
1: Hi, hello. I'm Virginia Dignum. I'm a professor of Responsible Artificial Intelligence at Umeå University in Sweden. I have also been involved in many initiatives, international initiatives on the development and design and setting up of guidelines and definitions for responsible AI. For instance, with the European Commission, with UNICEF, with UNESCO, with the World Economic Forum and many
2: other organizations. Thank you very much. And Valérie, can you shortly introduce yourself? Good morning, Desiree. So, I'm Valérie Zepico. I manage the Valkyrian company, which is a company specialized in big data solution development with data analytics and AI. I'm also the process leader of the organization Women in Big Data, and I'm also part of the task force for AI for Belgium for the AI learnings, AI trainings. Okay, thank you very much. It's
0: uh, good to have you. So let's go to the first question. What is responsible AI and why is it important, Virginia?
1: Wow, that's a big question, but a very important one indeed. I think the the main idea behind the responsible AI is the realization that AI technology has the potential to do a lot for us, for people, for the society in general, but it's a technology that doesn't come without risks. It's a technology that is new, of course, but it's also a technology that the way we use it is heavily based on identifying patterns in data. And that means that the data that we are using to develop this as basis for the reasoning and the decisions that an AI system does have a huge influence on what the AI system can or cannot do. So if the data is not complete, if the data is not correct, if the data is old or refers to a different region, and we are using that data to make decisions here or wherever in some region, of course, things are not going to to go correctly. If we only show uh, AI system information about dogs, we cannot expect the AI system to say something useful about cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so the idea is we can do a lot with AI, and increasingly there is an opportunity to do it. A responsible AI starts with what we call question zero. Should we using AI in this specific situation? And this question is a, a fundamental question. It also involves issues of power. Mm-hmm. Those that are involved in answering the question, those that can answer, yes, we are going to use AI to develop this system, are the ones who ultimately direct where this system is going. What we see nowadays is that this question is not really being answered in an inclusive and uh, generalized way. It's a question that is most times being answered by private companies, by those that have the money and the power to answer it. Mm-hmm. So, responsible AI is also about ensuring that those that are potentially affected by the systems can participate in the discussion, can participate in the, the decision about are we going to use AI to provide better education? Are we going to use AI to determine who gets credit or not? Mm -hmm. Are we going to use AI to determine what movie you watch tonight on TV? So all these type of questions are not only questions that affect those that are designing and deploying the systems, but affect fundamentally the users of those systems. So we do need for responsible AI, we do need a much more inclusive perspective.
0: Indeed, I agree with you. And Valérie, is there something you would like to add from your experience?
2: Maybe I would add just one thing. I think also Responsible AI is about inform people that they are using AI, finally behind. (laughs) Because sometimes people use a tool or an app or something else or receive input from a program and they didn't know that behind there is AI running. Definitely.
0: So. If I have a look at it, then it's really important for responsible AI to start well. Yes. To think it through and not just to start building because you can't go back. It's difficult to go back. You can better start the good way.
1: And responsible AI is not a kind of a checklist that you do after you developed everything and then you go cross. yes, I did this, I did that. Then you are definitely too late. Mm-hmm. It is an attitude, it's something which have to start, like we say, it's the question zero, is before you do anything, you have to start thinking about what exactly is the impact, who is, how are we going to build this, what options do we have to build these systems, who is going to benefit or be impacted negatively by the system and indeed make sure that people are aware that they are using AI systems and that those systems are deciding about our lives and our society.
0: So the mindset is very important, which means that it should also be included in education programs. Yes. And do you already
1: see that happening, Virginia? Definitely. There is increasingly effort by computer science degrees across the world, by engineering programs across the world, to make developers, computer scientists, data analysts, aware of the potential impact of AI systems. I do believe that AI is not anymore just an engineering It's a multidisciplinary field. And in the teams that develop AI, and I'm sure that Valérie will agree, while the organizations are developing AI, we cannot just have a team which is only formed by engineers and data analysts. We do need to have other disciplines. We need to have people who know about the legal impact of these systems. We need to have people who know about the societal, the ethical. And so it needs to be much more than just an engineer discipline, mm-hmm. but the engineers, they do need to be much more aware of what their impact is. So th- there is, like I say, quite a lot of initiatives at international and national level, really to include in an integrative way, the responsibility in the curricula for engineers.
0: Mm-hmm. And if I'm in a startup, I don't have that much resources, but I still want to develop a responsible AI system What is your advice? How can I reach that if I'm a startup? Maybe Valérie?
2: I would say it's interesting to know the objective, to identify clearly the objective of what you would like to do Mm -hmm. um, and then ask some questions, not only about the data, about the environment about the different parameters, we can have the interactions. So, yeah, I, I agree with Virginia. It's not only about engineers. It's a really a complete team that should address different points. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's really the start of this. And for the
1: startup that maybe doesn't have access to that wide team of disciplines, I would say start by talking to your potential clients, the ones you want to develop the systems for. Mm -hmm. Talk with them, see what are their concerns, see what are their needs, see what are their possibilities. And also there there is some support which is freely available to everybody. So for instance, the high-level expert group of the European Commission developed this assessment list for Trustworthy AI, which is available Mm -hmm. to anyone. With UNICEF, we developed Design Canvas, which will help people design systems to get an idea of what are the questions they should be asking themselves. So there is information available which can benefit startups and small companies, and it doesn't really cost nothing or doesn't really need to have extra people involved. But mostly I would say, talk to your stakeholders, talk to those who you are developing systems for.
0: Virginia understood there's now a follow-up of the high-level
1: expert group. There's a new initiative from the European Commission, is that correct? Yes, there are many initiatives from the European Commission, not necessarily as a new expert group, but at this moment, I think the most impactful initiative at the European Commission is this regulation around AI, the so-called AI Act. Mm -hmm. It is at this moment a proposal from the European Commission, which is being discussed as we speak at the European Parliament. The idea is that the European Parliament will provide a final decision sometime during this year, and then the member states will need to work on the implementation. You can see it a bit as the same process that was taken for GDPR some years ago. So that was firstly discussed at the European Parliament. And then the member states need to commit and to implement it in their own legislation and their own regulation. It is a process of several years, but it's a process that it's important to for those that are interested in the impact and the use, the responsible use and development of AI. It's important to follow this process. also a process that has been a participatory process several times during the process the European Commission has asked for input from those uh, from anyone that is uh, interested in providing the input and there there have been changes and amendments to the original proposal exactly based in this input from researchers from companies from policymakers from the public in general Mm -hmm. and Do you also know
0: an example, for instance, where people can go to and that's a good practice? So an AI case that went well from the public sector or from the business?
1: There are several examples. Of course, there are, there are many cases in which AI has been very successfully and very responsibly used. Mm-hmm. I'm not really aware if there are any repositories. of. It. I would say that a place to look for would be in the observatory by the OECD. The OECD is keeping track of many different uh, activities. And like I say, I'm not really aware if they have a repository of best practice, but I imagine that that would be the place to find it.
0: And Valérie, do you already have a
2: best practice or an advice for our audience? I think that the best practice would be on following first, as I say, the assessment list. That's really a good point to start. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the main step. And also following during all the project.
0: Okay, I understand.
2: It's not just at the beginning. During all the project and then on also on the maintenance of the AI put in place. You cannot push and leave the AI on the production, but you have to maintain and be sure that it's always responsible. And maybe for the audience
1: and for those with the smaller companies, there is also abbreviated assessment list, which is kind of a short version of the Altai uh, assessment list from the European Union, which is quite a extensive type of uh, list with few hundred questions. But there is this abbreviated one, which gives you a feeling in a very short. I think there are fifteen questions. It gives you a feeling about what kind of issues can you think about in the governance of data and the governance of algorithms, about the kind of technology that we are using, is that chatbots, is that robots, those kind of things, but also about potential societal impact. And that can give you, like I say, it's a 15 question, I believe, around that. It gives you already a feeling of what kind of issues you do need to take special attention during the rest of the development. That that abbreviated list is also available online from European sites.
0: So if I understand well, responsible AI is something uh, which is a matter and a responsibility, for all of us for everyone who is involved it's not only the developers but but the whole team around it and also the users as Valerie said and I think it's not that once you have the system available and it's up and running that you can stop with it because you have to monitor it and see where you can improve it yes
1: definitely yeah very well summarized
0: Now we know what responsible AI is, uh, why it is important, what the role is of diversity and inclusion. I want to go to another topic, and that is uh, what can we do to ensure the positive use of AI, meaning contributing to human and environmental well-being. Virginia, do you have some examples about this?
1: Yes, I can give you some examples. For instance, there is quite some work being done on applying AI for the support of tracking deforestation, tracking animal migration, tracking poaching in national parks in Africa, for instance. Those are very directly contribution to the sustainable development goal. So it really tries to help understanding how climate and diversity, biological diversity is changing. There is of course also a lot of applications of AI in medicine and healthcare, so supporting doctors with better diagnostics, but also support patients and citizens in general to help them, especially if there are difficulties to access a doctor because they are too far or something like that, to help them maintain a healthy diet, help them and monitoring their health. There are examples of using AI for education and for inclusion in education, especially for children with special needs. There is quite some work used. AI to help them be participating in as inclusive as possible ways in in education. So there is a lot good going around the world. I also see there is a lot of interest from all kinds of organizations, small and big organizations, to really do their best for using AI in a responsible way. I don't think that most organizations want willfully to do any irresponsible use of AI or any unethical an use of AI. Of course, things go wrong, and we all know about when things go wrong. But there is no no one who starts with a business model of let's go and develop irresponsible AI. And maybe one one more thing to talk about is also the impact, the potential impact that AI has also in environment in the sustainability goals. AI, like we all know, can be quite heavy in computational power, so you do need to have huge computational servers and data centers to maintain all the data that is needed, to maintain the the computer power to to make the calculations. And I think that here is also a responsibility for the data analysts and the computer scientists researchers, to really start thinking about the cost of AI. Often we are driven in the development of AI to make systems more and more and more accurate, more and more and more exact. But at a certain moment, we really have to think, if I'm going to improve 1% in accuracy, but I'm going to use 50% more computational power is this still sustainable? Is this responsible? So we also need to invest in new technology that gives as much accuracy, but really takes into account other metrics. We don't have to measure everything just by accuracy, which is, it's kind of ingrained in engineers, but that's also part maybe of the education and part of the awareness that there are other
2: values that we have to measure for. Totally agree with this point. That's that's really a good point and we should pay more attention about this. So bottom line, it's really
0: important that when we develop a system that our starting point is AI for good and AI for all. Yes, yes. So Virginia, what do you think about the future of responsible AI? Where are we going? Uh,
1: We are going towards more and more responsible AI. There is no future for, like I said already before, for irresponsible AI. So the only future we have is a future in which AI is developed and used in a responsible way, in a way that takes inclusion and participation and diversity seriously, that considers the benefits for society, for environment, for humanity in its broadest perspective and in which economic factors go and in hand with the need for aligning the use of AI with human rights, with democratic principles and with environmental and societal requests. So I think that there is no other way forward this is the the way we go. And like I say, we, we see already a lot of work done in this area. I think it's important maybe to refer that there is still very much this idea that it's great to think about responsibility. It's great to think about everything. But all those kind of things, they stand in the way of innovation. And again and again, I talk with the organizations. uh, They say, yeah, that's all great. But at the end of the day, we do need to be innovative. And I think that in a sense, this is a kind of uh, the wrong way to address it. Innovation is about really moving technology forward, moving the use and the development of technology forward. If we take responsibility as the beacon, the direction in which to go, then we we just can use ethics and responsibility as a stepping stone for innovation. It's not a block in the way of innovation, but it's the stepping stone. We know that we want, like we just said, we want to develop systems that are both accurate and energy efficient. So responsibility is giving us the direction for innovation. And I think that this message needs to be much more understood across companies, but also governments, because this idea that we are standing in the way of innovation, it's really wrong. Responsibility, ethics and ethical principles and values are really a stepping stone for innovation.
0: Mm-hmm. So being effective and efficient also means being responsible. Yeah. Valérie, something that you would like to add about the future of responsible AI?
2: About the future of responsible AI, a point followed by Europe, and it's a totally different in China or in U.S., Yes. There is, of course, something called the, the
1: Brussels effect that the efforts that are taken in Europe at the end, after some time, are also followed up by other countries. We see that, for instance, with the data protection and all the efforts around data protection. It's now a global understanding that there is a need for data protection. So not not every country is following GDPR, but most countries have some regulations, some efforts around data protection. And I, I believe that on responsibility and trustworthiness, ai we will see the same moving as, like I say, this Brussels effect. But at the same time, we already see that most countries in the world, for instance, they united and they signed the UNESCO recommendations around the ethical use of AI. So even China and the United States and all the other countries are aware of the responsibility that they have as huge developers and users of AI systems. And they are aware that things need to be done in a responsible way. Maybe the way they understand responsibility is different than the way here in Europe. But the dialogues are there. At the level of the UNESCO, there was a very good discussion in the development of the recommendations. There, are, there is work done at the OECD level. There is work done nowadays at the government level, which have united the, in the GPI, the global partnership in AI. So there is awareness in other countries. Maybe they do it differently, but I think the dialogue is starting.
0: hmm And as you said, it's not a goal to go towards irresponsible AI, but to go towards responsible AI. And it's a kind of learning process.
1: Yes. And and that education and awareness and participation, it really makes a huge difference on that.
0: I think that's a positive message to conclude this uh, podcast. So I can only say thank you very much for sharing your knowledge and your expertise, Valerie Virginia. And I hope maybe within six months or 12 months, we can do this again and see where we are going. Thank you very much for inviting us. It was very interesting.
2: Yeah. Great.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Women in Big Data Brussels podcast. Next time, our guest is Tina Rosario. She's the Chief Data Officer at SAP and the Executive Board Member and European Regional Director for Women in Big Data. If you want to get in touch, contact us via email at datawomen at protomail.com. That is datawomen at protomail.com. Join us next time.